and welcome to the Talking Children podcast, a podcast for parents, caregivers and educators who want to be empowered with the latest knowledge in the field of children's communication development. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Verdon Pedamon. If you want to support the children in your life to become the best communicators they can possibly be and create this essential foundation for all their future learning, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Today on the Talking Children podcast, I've got a special guest, Dr. Caitlin Melvin here. And Caitlin recently completed her PhD and it was entitled Exploring Engagement with Families in Early Speech Pathology Intervention. And she's going to be talking with us today about getting the most out of your speech therapy intervention. We know that there are often long waiting lists to get into speech therapy. So when you finally do get into speech therapy, you wanna make the most of that time that you're given. And Caitlin has some great research and some great tips to really support families to understand what their speech pathologist will be expecting of them and how to get the most out of their experience. So welcome, Caitlin. Thanks, Sarah, great to be here. So, Caitlin, I just thought I'd start with a question about family-centred practice. As speech pathologists, we talk about this a lot, but families may not actually be aware of what family-centred practice is and how we use it in speech pathology. So I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about that and why we use it and how it gives families a voice in how their child's speech therapy will run. Yeah, absolutely. So family-centred practice is something that has really come into the way that we work as speech pathologists over um, the last 50 years or so. And we've seen big shifts away from, I guess, a medical model like families might experience if they go to um, a doctor who kind of gives them advice and they take that away um, and they put that into practice themselves to a shift to families working together with their professional, with their speech pathologist in intervention. And so we often talk about family-centred practice or family-centred care having five different components. So some of those components include um, the fact that the family is the unit of attention. So that really means that instead of the child being the only thing that a professional focuses on when a family and a child come into their room, the professional is really thinking about that whole family as their client um, and working together with all members of the family. Um, And a a really important part of that for families who are working together with professionals is that they have choice about how they interact and how even their family is defined. You know, for some families that might mean it's mum and dad and and a little one. It might mean that, you know, grandma is really involved in that child's care and so they're part of the family that the professional would work with. Um, Another big part of family-centred care is the professional really thinking about the strengths of that family and thinking about um, some of the the different needs that that family might have, the different capacities of different family members, and really then individualising their services to meet those needs and to think about how they might change their practice to really help that family get the most out of therapy. Um, So really important part of making sure that happens is building a trusting relationship together with that family um, and really getting to know each other as they work together with them. Yeah, I mean, that's the real key difference between a profession like speech pathology and, as you said, going to your GP is we are not a transactional profession where you come in, 
see us for an appointment, get something and then leave. We are very much a collaborative profession where we want to work with you. We kind of become a part of your life and everything that we tell you is something that needs to then be implemented every day Mm. to try and get the best results out of speech therapy because the hard truth of it is, even though we'd love to have a magic pill, is that coming to see a speech pathologist for 45 minutes a week or 45 minutes a fortnight will not really impact your child's speech or language development. It will be about going to the speech pathologist but then following through on what you've developed together collaboratively every single day in your home and in your life and with other stakeholders like preschool teachers and grandparents, as you mentioned, or primary school teachers to actually make sure that those strategies follow through into every day because communication happens everywhere, every day. It doesn't just happen in our speech pathology office. So that's why we want to work collaboratively so that the child can be building on those skills every single day and see those really positive outcomes that have been associated with family-centred practice. Yeah, absolutely. And we see that um, that there are lots of benefits that have been documented even in the research about why this family-centred model makes a big difference, why involving families in therapy makes a difference for kids and families themselves. And we've seen that um, families have a greater satisfaction with services because they've been involved in working out what goals they want to work on for their child and they've been a partner in the process all the way through. Um, We see that, you know, even families can have better psychological well-being. They can feel like they've been really supported and worked out some new strategies to put in their toolbox to then help their kids and they feel like they have really increased with their self-efficacy or um, ability to implement those strategies to help their kids themselves as well. So, you know, when we talk about this um, being really important, there's some really strongly documented um, benefits for this as well. So the next thing I want to ask you is you recently published a great study in the International Journal of Speech-Language Pathology about what being engaged in speech therapy actually looks like. And you came up with seven points of what speech therapists said it looks like when they feel that families are really engaged and being a part of their service. So can you talk us through, you know, what does it actually mean to be part of the speech therapy service and to be engaged? Mm, Absolutely. So I think that um, study you're referencing there, Sarah, was a really interesting one. We asked um, speech pathologists to tell us what they see when they are working with families that they consider to be engaged. Um, And something that really came out from that study was that families who are engaged in their child's speech pathology intervention um, show that engagement before they come along to a session. They show that when they're in the room with the speech pathologist, working together to help their child in the session and also when they leave the session and go home to keep working with their child um, based on the things that they've decided with their professional together. Um, And so some of those things can be um, being involved in activities um, in the room. It can be coming prepared to to feed back information about what their child has been doing through the week and um, showing progress on things like homework activities that have been um, happening during the week or um, bringing videos of how their child might be talking throughout the week to show their speechy, Um, taking on strategies as they're working together with their speechy and then going home and putting some of those activities into practice. So what we know um, about engagement is that it's so much more than just coming along to a session. 
And it's so much more. It's really about how families build skills to support their kids as they work together with their professional. And this can look really different for different families. Sarah, we've had conversations about, you know, families we've seen in, in our work who um, might engage in different ways. And so we have to really adjust the way that we support them. Um, coming back to the importance of that individualised kind of service that speeches um, should be providing when they're working with families. Um, and so I guess something to really highlight is that um, engagement doesn't look the same for every family. And in another study uh, that my team and I did recently, we looked at um, what that might mean for families when they come into work with their speech and intervention. Um, and so we found that families have different levels of engagement or might engage differently in lots of different areas of intervention. But um, in particular, they might look different in the way that they attend sessions and they come into the room when they're working with their speechy. They might look different in how they're participating actively in session activities. Some families might sit back and um, need to watch what the speech pathologist is doing with their child before they're ready to jump in and participate in that activity as well. We saw that uh, families look different in the way that they keep um, supporting their child when they go home and how they might be involved in those home practice activities. Uh, and we also saw that families might look different in how they um, communicate openly and honestly with their speech pathologist. Sometimes families come into um, services with lots of different expectations about therapy, lots of different ideas of things they've heard from other parents and, um, and things that they've experienced before. And so sometimes it can take a little bit of time for them to work out what is important information to share with their speechy, how their speechy shares information with them, um, and kind of build that, that two-way communication that's so important for working together. Yeah, I really agree. And I think it's about having those really honest conversations up front. And so often the first session or two of working with your speechy can just be a process of getting to know each other and what you need. Because sometimes I have... Uh, families that come in to me, a parent that will say, to be honest, I'm just completely overwhelmed by life. Mm -hmm. So I want you to do the work, not me. And so I have to have a conversation about what I mentioned to you before is that I will do the work, but that's not actually going to see that long-term change in your child. You guys will need to do it at home, but how can we make that work? Mm -hmm. So something like, what do you already do every day? Well, every day, I bath my child. Okay, cool. We're going to do speech pathology in bath time. We're going to use the toys in the bath to teach vocabulary or we're going to use the 15 minutes in the bath to do smooth speech if we're doing a stuttering intervention or whatever it is. So trying to find a way that is building upon the time you already have with your child so you don't feel that you need to go into a quiet room for a half an hour a night and do this specific homework, that's too overwhelming for many families we know how busy families' weeks are, especially during the weeknights. So it's about working really honestly about and say, this is what's on my schedule so far. Actually, my cup's pretty full. What can I do that I'm already doing but boost it with speech pathology tips to make it work? Yes, absolutely. I love that language even you've used there of boosting those interactions and thinking about how to incorporate those strategies to support their kids in those moments. And I think, you know, parents are so uniquely positioned to help their kids practice those skills that we're trying to help them build in the environments that mean the most to them. Thinking about being at home, thinking about playing with their 
cousins or with their friends at the playground or you know going um, out to see friends um, at the park it's such an important um, thing that we're not just um, teaching those skills in a clinic room and thinking about um, how a child can complete you know a, a tabletop activity with us although that's really important sometimes to help them get the foundational skills we want them to be using those skills that we're helping to teach them out in their everyday environments and so parents can be a really important advocate for their kids in those spaces and can be really um, an important um, part of bridging the skills from our clinic room out into the places where it means the most for kids to use those skills. Absolutely. And that's probably where the kids will get the most benefit from it um, is using it in those fun activities that they're already doing. And I guess that's the cool part about language is that it is everywhere. So anywhere could be your speech pathology goal. Any place that you go, it could be the supermarket, it could be the soccer practice, it could be preschool, anywhere you can build goals around. And that's why having those really great conversations with your speechy early on and speechies making sure that they initiate those conversations with you can make therapy way more motivating because if it's sitting down doing worksheets for half an hour a night, most people just won't do it. But if it's, okay, I want my child to be able to ask for a turn at soccer practice or something like that, something that's highly motivating for the child, it's really socially motivating, and it's easier to be prompted then because you remember every time you go to soccer practice, all right, we're working on our speech goals now. And I think absolutely that highlights the, the importance of that two-way communication for speech is to find out more about the strengths of that family and uh, that they're working with and also the things that they're interested in and are motivated by, like soccer. Um, and so also for the family to come ready to share some of those ideas about what makes their family unique and what um, they enjoy doing together so that speeches can really build on those ideas as well. I love that. I love that um, Yeah, example of soccer <laughs> there, Sarah. Very, very <laughs> Although I'm an Aussie Rules fan myself, I did give a soccer example. Yeah. <laughs> because um, just yesterday I was working in our on-campus clinic and talking with my students about redesigning our case history interview form and I said there's two questions that are the most important questions on that form. One, why are you here and what do you want from speech therapy? And number two, what do you like and what are your child's strengths? And once you know those two things, you can design purpose-built therapy that will have a really huge impact on that child's life. Mm, I really like that. I think they're really important questions to start off any working relationship with. Absolutely. Well, it's been so wonderful to talk to you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing these tips. I know that families really want to take the time that they get in speech therapy to use it to the best of their advantage for their child. So you've given us some great tips to do that today. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Sarah. And I think that thinking about the two-way street that that engagement is, families come in with so many strengths um, and speech pathologists want to help learn about that so they can help them the best way that they can. So it's a really important topic. Thanks for talking to me about it today. That's right. And parents and families really are the expert on their child. Mm. We want to learn from you just as much as you want to learn from us. Absolutely. Thanks, Caitlin. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Talking Children podcast. For links to any research cited in the podcast, go to our show notes at svp-slp.com. The link is in the description for the episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that each new episode will drop into your podcast app. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please share it with your family and friends. 
and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to receive all the latest information about each episode and interesting tidbits of research that might help to support the children in your life. You can also help others to find out about the show by leaving a five-star review in your podcast app. Have a great week and enjoy all of the precious conversations that you have with the children in your life.